so uh, how's it going, everybody? Um, today I have Hannah Solomon Vey, uh, who is who has attended Western University. She's also the president of Lifeline Western and is a writer for the Post Millennial. So uh, thank you very much for coming on, Hannah. It's an honor. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> Um, so you've been very passionate and like outspoken about vaccine mandates, vaccine passports. Um, so I thought with the recent announcement of British Columbia, which is my home province, their announcement of vaccine passports to happen in mid-September, I thought it'd be good to have you on. But the first thing I want to get into before we start talking about that is the fact that you are an open supporter of the People's Party of Canada. And I just wanted to ask, why why them over the Conservative Party? I mean, I have my reasons, but there are a lot, of, especially the people voting for the Conservative Party, get mad and say, oh, you're splitting the vote. What are you doing? This is not how you get Trudeau out. So I would just like your reasons for that. Yeah, so I honestly think that's just propaganda. Like, no no party owns anybody's vote, and they have to earn our, our, the uh, votes. And so when it comes to why I'm supporting the People's Party of Canada over the Conservative Party right now, like I fully understand that there are still many good Conservative Party MPs and candidates. Uh, and, and if someone has a very good you know, candidate in their writing for the Conservative Party, like I don't really see anything wrong with voting for, for them. But you have to look at the party establishment. You have to look at the party leader. And Aaron O'Toole, I mean, name one thing about him that is Conservative. Exactly. I, whenever people ask me that question, I always, you know, depending on who they are, I, I like to ask them a question in in response and it helps them think through things like name one conservative thing about uh, Aaron O'Toole. And he's the one with the party establishment. Uh, they're the ones who call the shots and they've kicked out so many social conservative uh, candidates, prevented them from running. I mean, they kicked Derek Sloan out of the party over a witch hunt <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah, we're exactly. very clear witch hunt and that type of thing. So, I mean, even last election though, we have to look at what happened and um, none of the PPC candidates won a seat. They did get, I think 280,000 some odd votes in total. But even if all of the PPC votes from the last election went to the conservative party, they still won not have you know uh won over the liberals and also the whole thing the whole idea that if people were not going to vote for the ppc then they would all vote for the conservative party is false because a lot of people who are voting for the ppc if there wasn't a ppc candidate in their riding or the party didn't exist they wouldn't be voting at all because they're so disenfranchised by how the conservative party has betrayed them so many times yeah, exactly it, well and when people say that conservative oh you're splitting the vote the thing is though is you uh, obviously there's more than two parties here and also, it's it's not about necessarily voting against something, but it's voting for something. That's why I'm voting for the People's Party of Canada, because I'm not voting just against... I can't vote for someone I don't agree with anything they represent, right? And Aaron O'Toole is that. He's It's a light version of Trudeau, in a way. He's the only difference is he's wearing blue clothes. Yeah, <laughs> that's, like, that's has the blue exactly color. It. Like there's no other difference. And absolutely, we have to know what we're voting against and what we're voting for. So the thing that attracts me um, to the People's Party is uh, the fact that they believe in uh, individual rights. They believe in bodily autonomy. Um, they believe in freedom of speech and expression. And they're not afraid of the mob. They're not afraid of the media. They're not afraid of the political establishment here. In Canada and uh, candidates are allowed to believe whatever they want to believe. Uh, and I mean, in line with the party, you know, uh, platform and that type of thing. And if any of the candidates get elected this time around, they will have free vote and they will not be controlled by the party leader when they are representing their constituents in parliament, which is so important. Exactly. And and also the PBC, though, I mean, especially with right now what's going on, they're the only party speaking out against these vaccine mandates, vaccine passports. And it, it's it's sad and 
kind of twisted when you think about how every other party has not spoken up about it. There, there have been members of the Conservative Party, but there have had the general party is is not speaking up against this. So when we only have one party, I mean, I, I like what they represent, the PPC, but that's why I'm going with them. But it's not a good look when we have one party speaking out against pretty tyrannical mandates. Well, exactly. And I mean, any of the candidates, you know, or the current MPs for the Conservative Party who've said anything like they're treading a very fine line. And I know many of them behind the scenes are not okay with what's going on. But I mean, it's not good enough anymore to be not okay with things behind the scenes. You have to say something. We're living in one of the darkest times in Canada. And uh, elected members of Parliament are supposed to represent their constituents. And the fact that like all of the votes are whipped and you're going to be kicked out if you say X, Y, and Z all the time when you're always living under the threat of being kicked out of the party or silenced you can't represent your constituents and that's not democracy going on to the actual vaccine passports that just got announced for bc i mean the truth of the matter is people are scared right now people are i mean there, there's a lot of people who just not only just for religious reasons but some people just don't want it you got you got to remember too this is a virus with a 99 percent recovery rate still you know what i mean obviously that that number differs a little bit the older in age but at the end of the day the people that are even at risk from it are like, it is still a very high recovery rate. And so in your opinion, do you think this has anything to do with people's health or anything to do with science? Because we know the numbers and the numbers are not the fear mongering numbers that they try to act like they are. And that's an excellent question. It's not about the virus. It's not about health and safety. The virus and this whole, you know, clout or like this uh, guise of health and safety is just a means to usher in uh, digital ID like we're seeing with a vaccine passport. And I mean, I've studied the numbers so many times like for, for my writing and going on podcasts and I'm always like, am I crazy? Am I missing something? When you look at the numbers for here in Canada, it's just over 26,000 people who have died from the virus or their deaths have been attributed to the virus since COVID happened, uh, started here in Canada. That's 26,000 people whose lives absolutely matter. We're very sad that they are uh, And nobody's now. debating that. Exactly. But I mean, when you compare 26,000 people and we have 40 million people here in Canada, and when you compare the death rate for so many other things, especially for people our age, they're more at risk. We're more at risk for dying from lightning or a car accident or suicide or overdoses, not, uh, not, not a virus. And so when we see how much the media is controlled, and if you just dig deeper and if you ask questions, and I mean, if anybody has not, uh, you know, looked into Klaus Schwab and COVID-19, the great reset book that he wrote on Amazon. Basically the way I, I best describe how many people, uh, the level of indoctrination we have right now in our country, in our, in our world, is that the whole Bible basically for this great reset that's happening is available for anyone to read on Amazon. But people are so uh, indoctrinated that it's sitting right in front of them. They're like, oh no, it's not happening. Yeah, I, I've, I, I've genuinely, well, I mean, I'm sure you have too. I've genuinely been called a conspiracy theorist for bringing that up. And I'm like, I'm not just making this up out of thin air. This is something you can go read. You know what I mean? I actually wrote, I'll, I'll, I can't even remember the, uh, the professor's name, but I actually wrote a paper on this. And uh, he was very open-minded, gave me an A. So I can't complain there. But this is a real thing, right? Because when you can cite like real evidence of what these elites are talking about, I mean, it's scary. And it's it, the way things are going, I think it's true. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I, I read some of Klaus Schwab's book uh, to get an understanding of, you know, where this is coming from and all that type of thing. And he was noting in there that when 9-11 happened, all the emergency measures that were put in place for that threat, none of them have been taken away. You still have to go through all that screening in the airport. And for many of us, people who were born after that or were born during that time, we don't know anything different. 
Okay. So he said that anytime that there's an emergency, well, first of all, he's like, you know, you have to take advantage of that emergency, never let an emergency go by without taking advantage of it for bigger government. Um, but he said that once emergency measures are put in place, and once companies spend all that money, private businesses and government spend all that money, there's zero incentive to take those measures away. And with the whole vaccine passport in BC, they're saying, oh, it's a temporary thing until January of, of this coming year. And during that time, there are zero exemptions, like nothing that we've seen any of these measures no. are temporary. No, no. And that's the thing. It's I mean, you got to remember, this started with two more two weeks, two weeks, we'll be back. And then it went another two weeks, another two weeks. And now we're we're creeping up on two years right now. You know what I mean? And like something like I was called a conspiracy theorist when I said that vaccine passports are 100% going to come. If you keep saying yes and complying with everything, I mean, why, if you're a corrupt government, if I'm a corrupt government, why would I not keep doing this? I go, well, how, how far can I take this? You know what I mean? I mean, I can't even imagine that, but some like... That, that is the reality of it. There's there's real evil out there, right? Absolutely. And I think we're kind of, we're, we are witnessing that. And so with the vaccine mandates that are coming up, and as funny as that is, with the announcement of that, four, four or five weeks ago, Bonnie Henry, the BC's health officer, said that there will be no vaccine passports. And then look at that. Four weeks later, we have a rushed announcement and they try to act like it's all for your health and you're selfish if you don't want to wear a mask or get a vaccine or anything like that. But and then they don't highlight numbers like there in twenty twenty in BC there was more overdose deaths than there was deaths from coronavirus. So they're not they're not they're not focusing on real problems that are well I mean these are real problems but they're not focusing on other problems that are even doing more damage than the so called how they word it like uh, like the plagues here right and and that's what gets under my skin because now that they are forcing people like there are people like for instance single moms now they they don't want i know people personally they do not want this vaccine for their own reasons and they are getting bullied and forced and coerced into it because they but they don't have a choice they have to pay their bills they can't just they can't just stand up and go sorry no thanks they they really are stuck between a rock and a hard place yeah, the, it, the amount of abuse that people are like regular people are experiencing right now at the hand of uh, bureaucracy, of, of government, of university officials, that type of thing is mind blowing. Like I, I consider myself a strong person, but it's crushing. And the amount of people that I have reaching out to me every single day, like I think someone's written my email and phone number on, on the wall, public wall somewhere. Like I'm shocked with the, I can't keep up with the amount of people that are reaching out to me saying that they're losing their jobs, that they can't go to university, that this, you know, X, Y, and Z, all these things happening. That's not normal. And you're not an anti-vaccine or if you don't want an experimental medical treatment for something you don't even have. Yeah. And the fact that when the, I understand, I mean, people are always like, oh, Hannah, you know, in elementary and high schools, you know, prior to this, you had to get vaccinated for certain things. Exemptions existed for those things and you didn't have to be tested for the diseases or whatever that you didn't want a vaccine for. Now it's like at my university, you have to get tested twice a week, like a cow at school. Like it's so demoralizing for something you don't even have. And, and people in, in long-term care and hospital settings right now, even in Ontario, they've been given like two weeks notice right now and they're going to be fired. And I just, the, the language around this is so infuriating because all of these, you know, employers and the government is saying, these are not forced vaccinations. They're mandatory. You can choose not to get it, but then you can't work here. It's like, Stop with the semantics. Like it is discriminatory, and 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 you think that our charter and our human rights code don't exist anymore? Uh, it, it, exactly right because they they do treat it like simply just a piece of paper. They they don't care, right? And by doing this, what they and they know what they're doing. They're creating a second class citizen, yep. right? And and that's exactly what it's going to do. It, it, it's. 
I, I, I can't believe, like, it's one of those things you can think about all day and say, I can't believe this is happening. But the reality is, it is happening. And, and uh, what I will, there's not going to be a right or wrong answer here, but what do you think that people can do about this? You know, it, are we stuck right now? Are we just sitting here kind of talking into the wind? Or do you think there's there's something we can really do about this? Well, unfortunately, all throughout history with all the different types of human rights abuses that have happened, um, some of them like the train barrels and you can't stop it, at least until later. And I mean, it's always a it seems like a minority of people that are the ones standing up. And I do believe that, you know, uh, the whole David and Goliath thing that, you know, David can win <laughs> against Goliath. Um, and I, I don't I, I believe that God is in control of all of these people. And I mean, you don't have to be religious, but I do believe that they they will only get away with so much of this evil. So, um, I mean, it's important. I mean, you eventually have to draw a line and be like, no, I will not go any further because it's not two doses and done. Like if anyone wants to get the vaccine, that's okay. That, that's your choice. But exactly. there's so many people who have got it thinking that, oh, it's two doses and done. No, you're gonna have to get all your booster shots. So eventually there's gonna be like five or four different classes of citizens because they're gonna be people who are gonna only go so far with this and be like, no, I don't want this anymore. But then your digital ID is not gonna be renewed, right? If you don't keep getting all of the dosages. So it's not just about the COVID vaccine. It's gonna be for other things so that people will be able to be controlled and like, your digital wallet, your digital ID will be stopped if you don't get the vaccines that they want, if you don't believe what they want, if you don't say what they want, if you say what they don't want, if they don't like what you're posting on social media. So it's just ushering in a very dangerous digital age and uh, a social credit system like we're seeing in China. And I do believe this is um, takeover measures from China. So what about what we can do about it? I mean, keep uh, people got to keep standing up. They got to keep um, writing their elected officials. They need to vote you have to get out, you have to vote, you have to door knock and volunteer. And if you can leave the country right now, I would say absolutely leave. Like things are going to get a lot darker, I think, before they get brighter. And that's, that's actually my next uh, point I was going to bring up. And, and like the way things have, have escalated so quickly, it's like, it, it's hard for me to understand the people that, that have seen what has happened in the last two years and gone like, it's all good. Just keep following the rules and, and we're going to get there. We're going to get out of this. And it's like, how how can you think that uh, w when they are getting so extreme so quickly? You know, like uh, we're talking about not even a full two years right now. Look how life is completely different. I mean, if you go, if, I've seen this, you go to a store and you choose not to wear a mask. I get it's a private business. So they can do whatever they want. But if you choose not to do that, you will be treated like absolute scum. Like they will start script. I've seen I've seen videos of people be, being assaulted, like just minding their own business. There was a, there was an incident actually uh, out near Vancouver here at, at a Canadian Tire. A man like got choked out and like beat up by like six employees, and he was he was the the villain in this situation. You know, he wasn't a, a, just a a, a a customer trying to buy something he but was they a weren't bad doing guy. any physical distancing they, they were breaking their own rules because he was bowing yeah, to their exactly it, it's it, not and then the, the craziness of walking into a restaurant with a mask on you go sit down and then the the waiter's talking to you without a mask. it's like what is going on right now and so i kind of got off topic there but what i meant to get at is that do you think it's really to the point where it's like do we got to get out of canada because i've even thought that but it's it's one of those things I never thought I would think before, like uh, almost borderline wanting to escape what's coming. Yeah, I personally know quite a few people who have escaped Canada and aren't coming back. And these are people who have spent their whole entire life here in Canada, build up their businesses, their careers, their families, everything like that. And I, I have a lot of anxiety. Um, 
like when will it be too late to leave, right? Because um, I, I've, I mean, I wrote an article about it yesterday or the day before, like for the post millennial and saying that, you know, these doctors are saying that, oh, we're going to have a vaccine passport in Ontario within a couple of weeks. And, you know, Justin Trudeau is trying to push for a federal one. So soon it's going to, and also, I mean, interprovincially, we're not going to be able to fly without a vaccine very soon. So when is it going to be that we can't even leave our country without a, without a vaccine as well. And I understand this is happening in the U S as well. I mean, Joe Biden is yeah. trying to push this through as well. So it, it's happening everywhere, but in certain places, it's much more free, like Florida, Texas, South Dakota, places like that, they're pushing back hungry. So there are pockets of freedom still, but I mean, regardless of where you live, you have to be willing to fight for freedom. So if you're going to go there, like leftism is, is a disease, it's going to come there too. You've got to be willing to fight for it there too. So, I mean, we do have advantages here in Canada as being Canadian citizens, so we can vote and we can run as candidates ourselves and people have to, to decide whether they're going to stay here and fight it out and die here in Canada, uh, basically uh, on this hill, or whether we're going to stay here and have an exit plan or whether you're going to leave right now. And, and people ha- who are thinking about this clearly have to weigh all their options. If I wasn't in a university right now, uh, like my husband and I would be leaving tomorrow. And, and yeah. you know, my university, it, it's a pain. I'm trying to finish fourth year with everything being all up in the air. So kind of that's the only thing that's keeping us here. I mean, we have our amazing church, amazing friends. I don't want, really want to leave them. So sometimes, you know, we have to sacrifice our, our individual wants to, um, to focus on fighting for our fellow Canadians, right, who believe the same thing and want our country to get better. Exactly. And the thing I want to say is that to the people that think this is just going to get settled out by itself, that is is far from the truth as possible. Because when you comply, for instance, like with it only gives weeks, them more power, it only, it only gives them more power, them more power and, and, and more time to create whatever they want to come up with. So in reality, if you are against what is happening right now, you, you need to stand up and you need to fight. Because it is simple as that or you will have no rights left. Because if you comply now, you're going to be kneeling for the rest of your life. Absolutely. And this is the thing we have to always remember that these uh, elected officials, they are the answer to us. We're their boss. We put them there in the first place. They are answerable to us. We are not answerable to them. So, I mean, don't like I badger elected representatives all the time. Like, I'm like, sorry, like what you're doing is wrong. Like, and they, they get back to me all the time. Um, but I'm like, I should never feel bad for that because it's on my money that they're there in the first place exactly. and they've taken away my rights. So we have to keep badgering our elected representatives and, and, and run like, uh, you know, maybe the next election cycle, if I'm here in Canada, I would love to run um, and vote these people out. Like you're going to behave like that. Well, your time is, is, is coming up, right. Where people are going to rise up and be like, no, um, I don't stand for this. And every generation, I, it seems like in world history has to fight for their rights. There's only a period of like 50 years after your rights have been won before you, there's something coming after them again. So every generation has to uh, fight and we're used to comfort. And I'd love to go back to that comfort, but rights don't come naturally. Like if freedom doesn't come naturally. No, it doesn't. Freedom is not free. Exactly. Okay. So well, I'll, I'll wrap things up here. And um, also, uh, uh, do you, you said you, oh, I know you didn't say, but I saw that. Are you a piano teacher? Okay. Funny story, actually. I, I've always wanted to learn how to play the piano. I went out, bought a keyboard one time, randomly. I was at work. I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn it today. Went out, bought a really nice keyboard. I never played it once in my life. And uh, that's my story about how I almost learned how to play piano. The problem is it's a very hard thing to teach yourself. It is. Yeah. So if you're a teacher, just hit me up. But yeah, I, I love teaching. I have a lot of students I teach online and in person and it's just very rewarding. So I love it. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Hannah, thank you very much for doing this. Um, I really appreciate it. And uh, you had some really good insight and uh, it's good to talk to somebody that is on the same page of things. Absolutely.
Awesome. So uh, you can go check her out on Instagram. That would be her name. Um, obviously, Hannah Solomon Vey. Um, and again, thank you very much. And uh, we can end it here.